What's up, Internet, and welcome to Can't Be Killed Confessions. My name is Terry Smith, and I have a confession to make. I like Spider-Man so much, I once literally shit my pants. Now, before we go too much further, I want that to be the promise for this podcast at the end. If you stick with me through all of this crazy shenanigans, you will hear about me shitting my pants in public, no less. But I'm going to give you some background, and since this is is our first podcast, I want to give you the background on the podcast itself. So this is going to be a semi-solo podcast where I tell you super embarrassing stories about my life and the silly nerdy things I've done as well as other stories like me shitting my pants. I say semi-solo podcast because I have my wife sitting next to me to laugh at my stories because I perform better with an audience. Uh, but um, um, Anyways, without further ado, uh, this is the story about how I shit my pants. So we're going to go all the way back to 1993. That's when I was born. And a year later, Spider-Man the Animated Series came out. Now, I wasn't a super fan at that time. I was one years old. Um, that's, that's not much. I don't know if anyone could be a super fan at that, at that point, except for their you know parents dressing you up in different clothes. But I don't think my parents were dressing me up in Spider-Man clothes. But if they would have, I would have been okay with that. Because I love Spider-Man to this day. He is my favorite superhero. He is the one that matters. My son, and we'll get into in later episodes, is named after a Spider-Man character. My daughter's middle name is named after after a Spider-Man character, and the list goes on and on. Uh, But it really started with the 90s animated series. That's where I fell in love with sequential storytelling. It's where I fell in love with serialized storytelling. It's where I fell in love with superheroes and Saturday mornings. To this day, I still get up and watch cartoons with my kids on Saturday mornings, eating horrible, horrible cereal that probably should be thrown out because it's either radioactive or filled with so much sugar that you get diabetes after one bowl. But anyways, I fell in love with it. I grew up in northern Michigan. There was nothing else to do but watch TV. And even then, that was a struggle. We had a gigantic satellite that would move. We would have to select the channels that we wanted to view, and it would move towards a different satellite. And then you were able to view the shows you wanted. And we kept it on G15, I believe is what it was called, because on Saturday mornings, you could get Fox And that's where I watched the Fox Kids. That's where all of the cartoons I loved aired, including Spider-Man the Animated Series. And that was my closest thing to falling in love with comics at that young of an age. Because like I said, I lived in the middle of nowhere in northern Michigan. There were not bookstores. There there weren't really any stores, period, let alone something that sold comic books. Um, If they did sell comic books, it was like the Archie Double Digest, which I do love, but that was not quite the same thing as superhero comics. Um, in the late 2000s, though, because I fell in love with Spider-Man, they, I, I begged them to start selling certain comic books, and as well with some other children. So the local bookstore, when I say local, it was about 35 minutes away from the town there I grew up, and about an hour away from my actual home in the middle of the woods. So you picture a little boy growing up like Huck Finn in the middle of the woods, grazing off berries and mushrooms, and once a month, basically, we would trek the hour to a nearby city, Alpena, Michigan, and I would go to Borders, or I think at that time it was Walden Books, 
and they would have like five comic books out and most of them were Archie comics or Sonic comics, which I also fell in love with. And there'd be one or two issues of Spider-Man or Superman or something. And I would gobble up as much as I could, but it was never in order. It was never all of the ones I wanted to read, but it was the best I could get. So digesting them any way I could, I still fell in love with Spider-Man until Civil War happened, and this was around 2006, and this is when it blew my mind. Because it was one of the first big events of the 2000s, Marvel pulled out all the stops. Most comic book stores, any stores that sold comic books, period, got almost every single issue of Civil War and all of its tie-ins. Because it was a huge push. Let's get new readers into comics. They're going to like this event. This is going to be crazy. And it was a perfect jumping-on point for someone like me, who finally had a small amount of income from part-time jobs, as well as just begging my mom to help supplement anything for superheroes. So I fell in love with lots of different superheroes at that time, but I was buying all of the Spider-Man Civil War series, and it was just amazing. I also fell in love with Wolverine at that time. But anyways, to get back, I know you just want to hear about me shitting my pants, and I'm giving you all this background on why I love superheroes. But I fell in love with Civil War, even though there are critical issues with Civil War. I know not everybody loves that main series, but I think we can all agree that a lot of those tie-ins were really good. Especially the Spider-Man series, where he unmasked himself and then moved into Avengers Tower. Thank God Tony Stark has money, because he had none. And there was assassination attempts on him and Mary Jane and Aunt May. A lot of good stuff going on there. So it just it, it, it blossomed from there. I haven't stopped reading comic books since. I, I, up until I had children, I was spending, I don't know, honey, would you say close to $100 every Wednesday on individual comic books? Was that correct? About 200 Okay, $200. We don't do that anymore because diapers are expensive. But for a long time, I was buying them, especially when uh, Civil War II came out and Secret Wars. But all of that is to say that I was a big fan of Spider-Man. So when he was going to make his big screen debut... In the MCU, I had to be there day one. Uh, I was going to line up. I was going to be there early. And then, I don't know how it happened, but my wife got pregnant again with our second child. So, she was not going to attend this with me. And we had seen almost every single big Marvel premiere together at midnight. And she said, no, I'm not doing that. I am I am bloated and I have a child growing inside of me and I hate you and you go die. I was a week away from having the baby. <laughs> it was a very close due date to when Civil War was coming out. And of course, as a loving husband, I stayed home. I didn't see Spider-Man appear. No, that's all a lie. I said, I don't care what happens. You could be ha going into labor right now. I'm going to be in that theater going to see Spider-Man. So at the time, I worked at a call center, 10-hour shifts, to asking people to turn their computer off and on again. And because my wife is awesome, she packed me a lunch for that day. But because she's not awesome, she tried to poison me. So to give some background, I'm a little bit of a miser when it comes to our money. I'm a little bit of a stickler for the groceries. And I said, we need to cut back a little bit. Let's buy some off-brand things like that we don't normally do. And so she obliged, and we bought some soups from Meyer, I believe. Not trying to throw shade at Meyer. that's just what it was. It was some sort of off-brand broth, beef concoction thing in this carton that looked like it would survive an apocalypse. But spoiler alert, it could not because when we got it home, it looked like the date was nearing, but it wasn't close. It was probably two, three months ahead of its schedule. So we were going to be okay. So she packed this lunch for me and I'm sitting there. I'm answering all these dumb people's questions about computers that shouldn't be operating them at all. And I decided I'm going to go get my lunch because at the end of the shift, it was 10 hour shifts. I was going to, instead of going right home, I was going to go right to the movie theater to line up with my friends for civil war. So I eat the soup and the soup is disgusting. I take one bite 
and it's got like a mildewy taste and the meat is the sickly gray it looked like in a cartoon of a vampire were to suck out the life force out of something that was the color of this beef and i couldn't even call it beef it was no longer beef it was some sort of tofu-esque type thing inside of the soup and it just it tasted rancid so okay what do you have to say it's worse because it was supposed to be chicken yeah oh really <laughs> i did not know that part of the story i it it did not look like chicken, uh, trust me. Um, so I took one bite, and immediately I was like, oh, no, this can't be done. But I was already chewing, I swallowed it. Mistakes. Mistakes were made. That's where I can tell you for sure for all of the story. Mistakes were made. So I ate this piece of rancid, what, a, what I thought was beef. Apparently it's chicken. I ate that one piece, threw the rest of it away, said, no way, I am not chanting it. I'm not getting food poisoning before I go see Spider-Man in the MCU. And I was mistaken because I 100% <laughs> contracted food poisoning at that moment. So I finished out my shift another five hours after that. Um, I wasn't feeling great. My, my, my tummy was rumbling in not a Pooh Bear kind of way, in a more like um, the fly kind of way. Like something was growing inside of me and it needed to be purged immediately. So I had used the restroom in a very quick emergency type fashion on my way out of the call center. And hopped into my car and I went home, of course, because that would be crazy. I went home and and stayed at home and got over my illness and then saw the movie later. No, that's not what I did. I uh, <laughs> white-knuckled it all the way to the movie theater about an hour and a half away from the call center um, near our hometown. And to meet my friends because Spider-Man, damn it, Spider-Man. So I got to the theater and I immediately took a gigantic poop. Um, purged everything out of me, so I thought. Well, as we're standing in line, that happened two more times. Two more times as we waited in line to get into Captain America Civil War. I had to run off and do that. Luckily, my friends are awesome, and they held my spot. That's not a joke. They really did that. And I thought, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this. I'm drinking water. I'm not drinking Coca-Cola like I normally would, or Peach Sprite as my favorite beverage. We go to the theater. I'm eating as much popcorn as possible. Just absorb as much as the bile within me to, to stop things from coming out. If I could have corked something, I would have. Um, but I couldn't. So I sat there, white knuckled it. I'm going through and then they start talking about maybe needing help. I know in that movie, Tony Stark spoilers was like, I'm going to need help fighting off Captain America before it's all going to happen. So I know Spider-Man is close. He's nearing. I can sense it. My spidey senses were tingling. Peter Parker was going to appear soon. And that's when it struck me. This feeling, it wasn't like I needed to poop. It wasn't like I was going to throw up. It was like somebody punched me in my gut with a sword like like a like a punch dagger like they just like stabbed me in in my in my like stomach area and i was like i can hold out I, I clutched myself and i just kept watching wincing as people were getting punched people probably thought i was really squeamish when it comes to violence and it was really just because i was trying to hold anything inside my body and then finally i thought you know what i can't take anymore i gotta go and that's when i realized i was already pooping myself <laughs> <laughs> there was no there was no choice in the matter there was no more hesitation my body decided for me that i was going to shit myself in that seat and that happened a lot um luckily though if anyone was around me had noticed that you couldn't tell i think they were all just hyped at watching captain america i think around this point um they were gearing up for a, a big fight they weren't quite there you hadn't gone to queens yet or anything so Spider-Man hadn't appeared yet. So again, in my head, I thought, I have time. <laughs> so instead of going home like a normal person would when they shit their pants in public, I 
stood up and said, I have to use the restroom real quick. Um, and and I, I snuck out of my row, all the while leaving behind footprints, um, because it had run down my leg. Again, not great. Um, and I left footprints all the way to the bathroom, which luckily was right outside of the IMAX theater. And I get in there, there's only one stall. It was not empty. I waited for a man to appear. He gave me a weird look. He did not see the footprints, luckily. I took my spot in there. Had to continue going, because I was not finished, apparently. And I began to strip off anything I thought was, let's say, compromised. Um, Again, because I was not going to miss Spider-Man. I was not going home. So I began to remove my socks. I began to remove my shoes. I uh, took off my underwear, of course. I think that one was a given. And I got rid of all the things I thought were damaged goods, essentially. And I tossed them up over the stall into the garbage that was right over there, um, Kobe. And then I uh, covered it with toilet paper and stuffed it all down so it was hidden. Then went back into the stall to do some cleanup work, as, as you would say. A few children actually came in, I believe probably following my... Uh, my trail and uh they were taunting me they were saying something they're like i think there's a guy in there i think he's dying or something or there's a homeless guy in there uh all all you could probably you know say were pretty close to correct assumptions at what was happening in there um i eventually was able to shoo them off and then i emerged uh with shoes no socks um pants no underwear uh a different shirt i had i had two shirts and i had removed one and i was just rocking my undershirt that did not fit quite correctly you put on a lot of weight working at a call center um and i walked in confidently and sat down i thought this was all this was this was great like i got rid of all the stuff and i made it just in time spider-man was there it's a queens on the screen we get to meet aunt may we get to meet peter it was awesome tom holland was awesome robert Downey jr was awesome and then you know he goes and fights captain america in germany at the airport and like this movie is freaking amazing the rest of the movie happens i think victory right um not quite i mean i did shit all over a movie theater um so on my way out i put I, I believe all the money i had on me which was close to like 57 58 dollars and i put it in a small little area you're not supposed to tip them there but they have a tip jar set up anyways because those kids do not make enough because people like me shit in their theater and uh i i go to exit and i realized that i was incorrect with my assumption that i had gotten rid of all of the compromised pieces of clothing and i look down and there is a faint brown coloration on all of my pants. My pants were ruined. I don't know why I thought they survived while the underwear didn't. That's not really how math works. But I <laughs> but I was incorrect, basically, in my judgment. So what I did, and I told my friends, I was like, before we can go any further, and we're next to a lot of people, it's a crowded area, Like there was the concession stand, so it wasn't like a lot of people could see what was happening anyways. I was like, the crowd is going to disperse, and I'm going to need you to flank me, like I am the President of the United States, and we're going to walk towards the back exit, very far away from our car. Probably a good good seven eight minute walk honestly all the way around the facility from that entrance to where our actual car was and i said we're going to walk to that back exit and then you're going to split apart from me i'm going to stand there by myself you're going to go get the car and drive it around and pick me up again like i am the president of the united states this is a no question asked scenario i will explain at a later date and to my friend's credit, we, we give each other a lot of shit. They did this. They did exactly this. They followed my directions to a T. Now, other people, if they were to hear me giving these directives to these people, they probably would have thought I was a terrorist of some sort. They probably would have thought I had some sort of plot. 
And that is not it at all. I had shit my pants and was trying to cover my tracks. And my friends were awesome. They drove around. They're like, get in, get in. We dove out into the car like someone was shooting at us behind us. And as we drive away, I thought I would have to explain myself. And one of my friends was like, hey, yeah, like, what was going on? And the other one was like, dude, he shit his pants. Do you not see the brown up and down his leg? Did you not smell it in the theater? So the ruse only few to, uh, <laughs> fooled a few people. Several people were slightly confused at what had happened and the excrement <laughs> that was littering the hallways of that IMAX theater. But the moral of the story is if you just hold out long enough, you get to see Spider-Man. <laughs> And it would all be worth it. Um, I, I have since re- frequented that movie theater several times. And every time I try to tip if I can. I try to be extra courteous. Not that I wasn't before. But I try to be even more over the top and nice. Because I know some poor kid still in high school with no other options for a job had to mop up shit that day. And for the record, for everyone wondering, I know it was a horrible thing and I am a bad person. I have had to mop up my own fair share worth of shit. Uh, not uh, metaphorically, I worked at a gas station for a long time. People shit on the walls on purpose. So I think it was come up and a little bit for me. So I, I feel like there, there was some fairness there. It still sucks. I still apologize to anybody listening to this podcast who may or may not have worked at that theater. I will not say its name for fear that I will not be able to return. Um, but I am sorry that I shit in that theater, but I am not sorry that I got to see Spider-Man that day. So thank you, and let me know if you want to hear more confessions like that. I certainly have more stories, more than one, where I shit my pants. Uh, sadly, it has not been the last situation where that happened. Only only time that my wife's ever poisoned me, but definitely not the last time I've ever shit my pants. Um, if you like this podcast, check out our other ones. We have Aiming for Mediocrity, where me and my friends get together and just talk about the dumb things that are happening in this awful quarantine. Uh, I have Persons of No Consequence, where I interview somebody who would not have their own Wikipedia page and just have them tell me their life story, why they're not famous, why they think they're not famous, and the fact that they actually do have a story to tell, even though they're not of note, according to the internet. Um, I have two... Uh, comic books that are coming out. Uh, one web comic where I do a single page, you know, Sunday type cartoon called D and Do This about a group of D and D RPG players getting into shenanigans. And then I have another one coming up with me and my wife. Actually, um, I won't announce that fully here, but just look out for that on our website, CampyKilledCreations.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>